Welcome to the Authentic and Unapologetic Podcast. My name is Chloe Taylor, and I created this podcast to inspire you to live a life empowered and standing tall in your own authenticity. Because when you do this, you give everyone around you the courage and the strength to do the same. So get cozy and join me as I share my journey and guide you to living your best, most authentic life unapologetically. Welcome back. My name is Chloe Taylor, and today I really want to teach you about how I have removed my own limiting beliefs or how I've started to remove them because I'm not free from limiting beliefs, but I have removed and worked through a lot of them. So I want to teach you how I have done that, my process, and how you can do that for yourself so you can start to live a life that you have designed. And I mentioned this in a recent pick a card video on my YouTube channel, and uh, I will link that down below. But one of the piles, there was one where I talked about limiting beliefs and I wanted to make a video just kind of going over how I've worked through that. So really to get started in this, we have to talk about what a limiting belief is and where they come from. So First and foremost, what is a limiting belief? A limiting belief is a state of mind that you believe to be true that limits you. And they are usually thoughts about ourselves that have been conditioned in from a really early on age, usually between the ages of one and seven. But don't let that be the only thing that you focus on. Sometimes really big events in your life can also create these later on, but between the ages of one and seven is when you are like a sponge to everything that you're picking up on around you, even on a subconscious level. So that is where a lot of them come from is from childhood. They tend to be thoughts about ourselves that we've never had the time to process or we didn't have the tools to understand at that time. And so we hold on to them as if they are these true beliefs about ourselves. And to really get this picture clear for you, I want to talk a little bit about my own personal journey. So when I was growing up, my family would always tell me that I was spoiled and selfish. And before questioning this belief, I would constantly be a doormat for people in my lives. For in my lives, why do I always put an S at the end of everything? I swear, I'm a Gemini moon and I just get away from myself sometimes. Like I am multiple people. No, I'm not. <laughs> but before I consciously questioned these things, I would just be a doormat for everyone. I was always terrified that I was going to get called selfish if I didn't agree to do something, if I didn't agree to behave in a certain way. And ultimately, I think that limiting belief alone really caused me to put myself aside entirely growing up to where I didn't even really have my own identity or my own personality. I was honestly just a puppet of one of my parents for a really long time. And we could go deeper on that subject another time. But upon reflecting on this belief, something that I realized is that in my family, there is actually a generational split, as I like to call it, because there are seven kids in my family. I'm the youngest of seven. I know, crazy. Uh, but there is a 19-year gap between me and my oldest brother, if that really puts it into perspective for you. My mother literally had children for 20 years. <laughs> and with that, the older siblings that I have that a lot of this would come from, and my parents, I would say to some degree, 
the older generation with my parents growing up, they weren't as established. My parents were teenagers when they got married and had started having children. And so they weren't established and they didn't have the financial means to really support a large family at that time. And so when I came along 20 years later, you know, there's a lot of kids that happen between there. My parents were a lot more financially stable and they could actually support my livelihood. They could support vacations and even things that were beyond the basic human needs. And so to somebody that is older, I could definitely understand why asking for anything beyond that as a child that, you know, to them, I was living this like blessed, really rich luxe life because I got to do all these things that, uh, and maybe even have opportunities that they were not given that, it got labeled anytime I would ask for something outside of that or act in a certain way that seemed ungrateful. I feel like it's very common for children in particular who don't understand the concept of gratitude to act in an ungrateful way without even realizing it. So this kind of stuck with me, right? I could, I could see even now why members of my family that are older would have this conception, this misconception that I'm spoiled and selfish because asking for anything beyond those means just seemed crazy. So it's completely understandable and I see exactly where it comes from, but I was still programmed with this belief that if I didn't do what was always asked of me or if I asked for anything specifically, that was immediately meaning that I was going to be spoiled and selfish from that point. So I really let this control who I was as a person growing up. It was honestly, probably my biggest limiter that I've ever had to work through in this life at this point is that. And what I really want to make the point with sharing that part of my story is that it's all about perception. And I could argue all day and night with my older siblings that my life was actually harder because I grew up handicapped and I was in and out of the hospital all the time having surgeries and, um, you know, all these things. And my parents also both worked by the time I went to school. So I didn't have the emotional needs met as a child. And my parents were often very absent from my life. So, you know, there's, it's all about perception and, Most of our limiting beliefs come from those closest to us. It's unfortunate, but it's true. And they're not malicious intended. I don't blame my older siblings. I don't blame my parent. You know, I don't, I understand that we are all wounded children walking around wounding the world until we uncover those things for ourselves. So honestly, today, I really want to focus on how you can start to change these beliefs in you. So these steps are not in any particular order. We're just going to kind of go through what what I know and what I've learned and what I've been through. So some of this stuff might work for some of you, but it's not going to work for all of you. So I just want you to keep that in mind as I'm going through this today that I can only tell you what has worked for me. So if this doesn't sound like it's something that's going to work for you, then, you know, take what resonates and leave the rest. But the first step to me is really becoming aware, is your awareness. So in order to overcome any limiting belief, you have to be conscious of what that limiting belief is. So I want you at this moment to pause this video and grab a pen and a paper or grab your phone and pull up the notepad app if that's easier and more accessible for you right now. And you can also do this in your mind, but I recommend the pen and a paper or something just to keep a record because we're going to come back to it a little later in the video as well. 
but I want you to ask yourself, what is your biggest dream for your life right now in this present moment? No limitations, you know, just what is it? Do you want to be a millionaire? Do you want to have a successful YouTube channel? Do you want to find your dream partner, travel the world? You know, I think I could say that all of us would like a million dollars, but what I'm really asking you to do is, do you think it's your destiny to be a millionaire? Like, do you really feel that in your soul, that that is like a deep desire that you want? And really sit with that. And if it's hard for you to come up with a deep desire, because I do feel like sometimes in the beginning stages when we're just starting to become conscious of these things, if this is something you've never done, it might be hard not to limit yourself. And it might be hard not, or it might be hard to dream really big and think outside the box. So don't hesitate here. You know, if if you really can't think of something right away and you're just unsure, go with something a little bit smaller. This exercise is still going to be helpful for you. So ask yourself now, once you have that desire, why do you feel right now that you don't have that desire or you can't have it? What in your life is missing? So I'm going to give you an example for this as we kind of work through it, because this is how I would work through it. And we're going to take traveling the world as an example. Now we're going to pretend in this example that we are not in a worldwide pandemic. And, uh, as the game grumps would put it, we don't have tickets to the backstreet boys concert. If you don't watch them, oh my gosh, go watch them. They're so funny. They are like the light of my life right now. (laughs) But ask yourself now for this travel, for this example that we're going with, is it, Uh, a lack of funds? Is it fear of traveling? Is it a lack of planning? Is it a lack of passport? Um, What is it that you feel like is holding you back from having this desire? And some of those things you'll be able to progress on right away. You know, if it's a lack of passport for travel, you can start gathering the information uh, to get your passport, where you need to go, gather the documents that you need to have for your area, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, if it's a lack of plan, if you're watching this video right now or listening to it in the podcast form, you have somewhere that you can start planning vacations because you have ability to get on the internet and therefore you can start planning now. There's information everywhere. We live in a beautiful day and age where that is possible. Um, now if it's a lack of funds, this is where we can really start to dive deep into that. So let's go with this idea that it's a lack of funds and ask yourself now, I guess what, what goes against your belief that you can't afford to travel? Is it, you know, Is it, I can't afford to travel because my job doesn't pay me enough? Is it, I can't find a job to pay for travel? Is it, um, you know, money is so hard to make. I don't want to have to work hard for it. Is it, you know, uh, you feel like those opportunities just are not available to you. And then let's take the, I can't find a job as an explanation. Are you trying, you know, if you wrote down, I can't find a job, are you trying to find a job? Is your resume polished? Have you explored the kind of job you would like to have and started polishing your skill set and your resume to match that? Um, Are you actually out there or even just online, you know, giving yourself a limit of like, you know, I'm going to submit five resumes a day or something, you know, putting that, I don't want to say limit because we're undoing the limits, but 
you know, are you actually putting in the work to obtain this job or is it just an excuse that you're willing to hide behind? And let's say you have a job, but your, your job doesn't pay you enough. Now, have you asked for a raise? And maybe you say, I can't do that. My boss will laugh at me. So now we're kind of really getting somewhere with this whole limiting belief thing. You see, we're starting to uncover it more with this. So that really begs the question, why would they laugh at you? Do they, do you believe they're going to laugh at you or has it happened already? If it's happened already, it's time to start looking for new employment. And I know that me saying that probably caused fear in quite a few people just now, but honestly, it is your own excuses of fear and lack that will hold you back. And I'm not saying go out there tomorrow, quit your job and get a new one. I'm saying maintain what you currently have, but start looking, even if it's a little bit, 20 minutes a day of just looking for something different, you have the ability to do that. Everything is always in divine timing, so it will come about when it is meant to, and you just have to trust that. But I feel like that's really what I'm getting at, is there's a lot of excuses around limiting beliefs, because your body literally is designed. Your brain and your body are designed to protect you. And so when they feel like something is scary, everything, all the walls are going to shoot right up. And... Do everything, everything in your power, your body, not only physically, but mentally will do everything in its power to keep you where you are because anything outside of that feels unsafe and your body's job is to keep you safe, right? So let's go back to this. You think your employer is going to laugh at you. So if it's just a belief, this is again, a sense to go deeper. You keep following this and you ask yourself who in the past has laughed at you for something when you've asked for it, you know, was the situation actually funny or did it come from a person that is stuck in their own way of limiting beliefs? Because the thing about limiting beliefs is that everyone has them. Everyone, there is not a single person on this planet. I myself struggle with limiting beliefs. Every single person on this planet has a limiting belief about something. I don't think I've ever encountered a person that has none. And it's it's a process that is to be worked on. And sometimes when you think you have done all the work you can do and you're done with your limiting beliefs, another new one pops up and you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta go explore that now. So the work is never necessarily really done. But I don't want that to discourage you from doing the work because that doesn't mean that you're never going to get somewhere because with every ounce of work you put in, you're going to get back the gifts tenfold. And I believe personally, just to throw this in here, that in life, we are not becoming someone. We are unbecoming everything that we have been conditioned to be. So there's nothing to become. You are just unbecoming. So, you know, even though it's a life's work, you will get somewhere on the journey. You're not just going to do this work and then see nothing happen, you know? Mm. Also, sorry, we don't have tea today. We have coffee in a Gemini mug, even though I'm not a Gemini. I'm a Gemini moon, so I got the mug because Zodiac. Mm. 
The next question on that same thread is to ask yourself, so this person laughed at you, right? Let's say someone laughed at you. You need to ask yourself, is this somebody you actually respect? Is this somebody that's living a life that you desire for yourself? Do their values align with you and who you are and where you're going? Because if they don't, what's the point? Don't listen to people that are not going where you're going, because if they've never been where you're going, why would you take advice from them? Why would you listen to a word that they have to say on your life? I think that's something that a lot of us, myself included, fall prey to. Um, I know I myself, I fall prey to this in my own family a lot. I will listen to the opinions of others and start to internalize, but I have to remind myself, nobody in my family has been where I'm going. So I can't take advice from them. I can, you know, allow myself to be supported and I can support them and I can respect them. But when it comes to me and my business and what I'm doing, that's up to me to decide who I'm going to listen to. You know, um, what is it? It's something about like a tiger doesn't lose sheep over the or lose sleep over the opinions of sheep, right? So you a tiger, get out there. <laughs> but basically continuing on that path of fear it's a lot of times, and this can be a very grueling process because it can bring a lot up. And you may find that your fears are based in humiliation. And maybe this is something that happened a long, long time to you ago to you in childhood where somebody humiliated you and laughed at you for asking a question. And it's this belief that you're not allowed to ask, you know, excuse me, releasing today, I'm burping. <laughs> um, but it causes this fear of you feeling like you're unable to ask based on this humiliation that happened years and years and years and years ago. And I think a lot of people think that when we have or experience trauma, it has to be this catastrophic event. And it doesn't. Trauma, actually, I would say that every person on the planet has experienced trauma. It can be as simple as you having a friend move away without telling you in kindergarten. And now you have this trauma and this fear of abandonment because you had no explanation and you didn't have the tools to help yourself process it at the time because you were so little. That is trauma. And it also can be major catastrophic events. Everybody experiences trauma. And until we give ourselves the grace to explore those depths and actually process them with the tools that we have now as adults, it's going to continue to repeat. And you will continue to allow your mind to take control instead of you taking control of it. Um, so the next thing that we need to talk about. Step two, I guess, if you will, is to connect with yourself. A lot of people are not going to like what I have to say right here. That's okay. Take what resonates and leave the rest. You've got to start cultivating a meditation practice. I know every spiritual teacher on the mother effing planet says you've got to meditate. You've got to meditate. And here's why. Just before you run away screaming, oh my God, another spiritual person telling me that I have to meditate. I've had enough. Hear me out for a minute. So number one, meditation, what is it? It brings us into the present moment. It brings us back to ourselves and back to our bodies. And when we have these fears and limiting subconscious beliefs, we are either rehashing the past over and over and over, or we're terrified of the future and we're not present. And that's the problem. We're not present. And I'm not telling you, you have to go sit up on a mountaintop and meditate for four hours out of every day. No, 10 to 15 minutes a day is good enough. And I also want to say something for those of you in the back that 
want to say, oh, meditation doesn't work for me because here's something that I really need to hammer in. Meditation isn't a thing that you do one time, two times, three times, and then decide, "Mm, not for me, it doesn't really work. Um, Now, for some people, that actually could be the case. Meditation just really is not your gem, and that's okay. However, most people don't actually take the time to cultivate the practice because think about it this way. When you go to the gym, say you want to build a muscle, right? You go to the gym, you know that you can only lift 20 pounds. So why would you go over to the 100 pounds and try to pick it up and do workouts with it? You don't because you have to build up to it. You have to build to that practice. So with meditation, you're going to build You know, one minute a day, two minutes a day, three minutes a day, four minutes a day, five minutes a day, you know, slowly, you do it slowly and gradually. And there are so many kinds of meditations that you can try out. If you don't just want to sit in silence and listen to your air conditioner or whatever, you can do guided meditations. I have a whole playlist that I will link down below for you that they're not my guided meditations. I think there's one that's mine, but they're meditations that I really like and I have used for myself on my own process of removing these beliefs and also cultivating that daily meditative practice. Um, I have a playlist of just ones that I like from YouTube. So I will link that for you if you want to listen to any of those and try out ones that I've tried out. But there's walking meditations. There's candle flame meditations. There's just listening to binaural beats meditations. You know, there's so many options out there. There's yogic flow meditation. You know, there's there are countless options of how you can do this. And the number one thing is that you just want to connect with you. Don't sit down and expect that the whole universe is going to open its books to you and express all these things and these answers that you're trying to get. Don't complicate the process. I find that most people that want to learn how to meditate that don't understand, it tends to be that they are judging themselves so harshly. They are judging themselves and not allowing themselves to just have the patience, the space, and the grace. And you're constantly running through your mind, oh my God, am I doing it right? 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 When in reality, you can't do it wrong. You cannot do it wrong. So remind yourself of that. And I also want to express that this is part of doing the work. We call it doing the work because it's work. You have to show up for yourself in order to make this work for you. And I can sit here and tell you until I'm blue in the face to cultivate a meditative practice. But until you're ready, until you feel like it's your time to start doing that, until, you know, I'm not your mom. I'm not here to discipline you and shame you and tell you that you have to do this or it's not going to work for you. Like, no, you know when the timing is right for you. You know internally, as I'm saying it right now, if it's something that you feel like you should cultivate now or not. So that's what I'm saying. It's all about you. You have the power within yourself to cultivate if it's the time for it and you're ready to do it. So the next thing I want to talk about is actually affirming this new belief or new beliefs. So Have you ever thought about someone or something and then all of a sudden it pops up in your physical reality, not even 10 minutes later? Some people would call this a coincidence. I do not believe in coincidences personally. I only believe in synchronicity. You could call this psychic gift and you're not necessarily wrong. This can be a link to psychic gift. Um, But I also call it a uh, unconscious manifestation 
because what is in the inner world is always going to reflect the outer world, always. There are no coincidences in this life, and the moment you allow yourself to actually start believing in the magic that resides in this reality, the easier and easier and easier your reality is going to be, and the more you're going to start to flow with it instead of against it. So think on this for a moment. You've seen how quickly you can think on someone, forget about it, and then it shows up. This is the same with your belief. Once you start affirming the things that you want in this reality, the faster they will start to show up. So it seems simple, but trust me, it takes time. You aren't going to wake up tomorrow and affirm, I am so rich and abundant and then have $10,000 dropped into your bank account. Sometimes it really do be like that. <laughs> and sometimes miracles like that do happen. I don't want to discourage you from thinking that it can happen. But the thing is, is you have to believe the things that you're affirming for them to work for you. You have to believe that it's a part of your reality in order for it to be reflected outward. So if you're affirming things with no intention and no belief behind them, it's going to be a lot harder for you. Before or after you've cultivated your meditation practice and you've meditated, I really believe in affirming things to yourself. This could be laying in bed. This could be in front of your bathroom mirror. This could be however you best feel doing it. I also really like recording my own affirmations and you can do this on your phone on the memo thing. You can just record your own affirmations and then play them to yourself in the morning or at night or in the middle of the day, whenever it feels appropriate. And they could be things, let's go back to that traveling example. They could be affirmations that are, I am so abundant, traveling the world is easy. I hold myself with confidence every day. I honor my desires each day. I'm rich and I can afford it. Money for travel comes to me effortlessly. Opportunity for travel comes to me effortlessly. Um, the last one I feel like is especially important because I think we also think in this time-space reality that everything is linear and has to work a certain way. So you have to get the money to travel first, when in reality, it's not always the case. And I have a whole video where I talked about this when I manifested my 10-day trip to Europe. I was broke when I manifested that trip. And so there was literally like eight or $9,000 that was put into that trip. Not by me. The universe done provided for me. And... That trip was the trip of a lifetime and I paid for maybe two or $300 of it. So just saying, um, you know, you have to kind of wrap your mind around the concept that things can happen in an unlinear way. This reality is not linear. Things do not happen linear and in a, in a process, like we get so focused on the how, on the how, instead of just letting things happen and words are spells. So don't be afraid to speak things into existence. Something I've done and that I think is important is created that affirmation track for myself. I would love to create some for you, but I feel like it's very hard for me to narrow down what every person would need for themselves individually. So I really encourage making those for yourself. And when you affirm these things, like I said, your words are spells. So you're affirming these spells into the world, into the universe. And the more frequently you remind yourself of that, especially after a meditation, the more you're going to start to see it come out. The next thing I want to talk about is trust. And if you take nothing away from this video, please take this one. Trust. When we talk about trust, yes, I could say trust the process. But more importantly, you have to begin to trust yourself. We have all been conditioned from very early on to not trust ourselves. We have billion dollar 
corporations that are focused on diet because we don't even trust ourselves to feed ourselves. We don't trust ourselves to do a basic human need appropriately. That's how so far off we are from trusting ourselves that we don't even trust ourselves to eat, most of us. There is no difference between you and your favorite blogger that is out there traveling the world on somebody else's dime. No difference. If you want that life, you are allowed to have it. It is safe for you to have it. You are more than capable of having it. So don't let these doubts and fears and limiting beliefs hold you back. So let me share a little bit more of my journey with you so I can really open up what we're talking about here. I grew up in a really religious home as well. Um, I, I talk about this a lot. I grew up Mormon. And though I do not participate in Mormonism anymore, that's no shame on Mormonism. If you're Mormon, I think that's great. I'm happy for you if you're happy. That's all that I care about. For me, just not for me. Doesn't work for me um, and where I am in my life right now. But <clears throat> I grew up in a really religious home and I was conditioned to believe that all the power that I had came from a source outside of me. I was told so many times growing up that I wasn't talented as another sibling, or I wasn't as creative as another sibling, or I wasn't as smart as another sibling, or I wasn't, you know, gifted in any kind of way. I wasn't special. I wasn't worthy of celebration. And I don't blame the people who brought me up, whether it was a mentor, a teacher, a parent, a sibling. I don't blame those people for putting those wounds on me. Because I know that it's all just a projection. It's all a projection of what they picked up with their life experience. And we can talk about projection another day if you really want to. But I know that it's all a projection. And it has nothing to do with me actually as a person. So I believe that I had no talent. I believe that I was dumb. That I was stupid. I believe that I would never amount to anything. I wasn't worthy of celebration. And it took me damn near all of my 20s to undo that conditioning, to start to celebrate myself, to understand that I have value and I have worth and that I'm intelligent, highly and socially intelligent. Um, that's actually something in my birth chart that is very specifically pinpointed to me is that I'm highly socially intelligent, which is something I didn't think I had based on those earlier conditions. These limiting beliefs were just constantly bouncing around my head, making noise, telling me who I was. Sometimes even the comments on my videos or on my podcast or anywhere that you see the work that I do, sometimes those things are triggers for me and they bring back those old feelings of self-doubt, regret, not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough. But I'm here to tell you that you are so much more than your thoughts. You are so much more than your physical being and your physical reality. I took some real advice from the holistic psychologist, which she's amazing on Instagram. That's where I see most of her content. This is not a collaboration or anything. I just really admire her work. And I started to keep daily promises to myself and simple things like going to bed on time, putting my phone in a different room when I sleep, um, meditating for a few minutes every day, affirming to myself every day, um, you know, just little things that I think for so many of us, myself included at the time, felt so out of control. And what that actually did for me was it created this line of self-trust. 
And it allowed me this ability to have faith and have trust in myself and realize that I could create anything that I desired. And so I know they seem really simple, like so simple, but it's those little microscopic things that really add up to trusting yourself in a big way. Because if you feel like your life is so out of control, you can't feed yourself the way you want to. You can't sleep the way you want to. You don't have control of how you view social media. When you feel like everything in your life is so out of control, of course you don't trust yourself. Of course, of course, you know? So it's just cultivating those small, tiny little habits every day. And don't beat yourself up if one day you take your phone to bed. One day you eat an extra portion. One day you don't go for a walk. One day you don't meditate. Don't beat yourself up for those things. The next day, come back to it. Come back to it when you're ready. Don't give it the emotional charge that you have been conditioned to believe you have to give it, that you are bad, that you are shameful, that you've done something so wrong, that you've ruined the whole thing, that, you know, when you're tire gets flat, you don't slash the other three tires on your car. No, you fix the one tire and you keep going. It's the same with life right now. So in order to come to trust yourself, you can't just wake up tomorrow and have this abundant trust. You have to start building on the little habits first. And like I said, if you take nothing else away from this video, please start implementing that. Pick one thing, start with one thing that you feel like in your life is so out of control and don't start to control it. Just start to undo the judgment around it. And from there, make changes. And the last point I want to make in this video is to rewrite your story. So let's go back to that earlier desire that you wrote out and the reasons why you think you can't have it. Now I want you to take that story and rewrite the whole thing. So for traveling again, traveling the world, you would take that and you would say, opportunities for travel are always coming to me. Every day, a new opportunity presents itself to me. Every day I am struck with new creative ideas to make money, to travel to my dream destinations. It is my birthright to be rich and travel the world. And so this enacts not only rewriting the subconscious limiting belief, but you're affirming it to yourself too. And I would encourage if you decide not to do affirmations or do both, even you can reread this statement to yourself and read it with feeling, feel it. You want it to make you feel powerful right now. That's not even one of mine, but the way that I wrote it makes me feel so powerful. If you rewind this video, I was smiling I was smiling because I felt so powerful saying it, you know? So you really want it to make you feel powerful, like it is possible for you. And the more that you do this, you are retraining your subconscious mind to believe that. And the more that you say it, the more your subconscious reminds you of it. This works on so many levels for so many things, even if like, this is total side note, but if you're trying to lucid dream, this is a huge thing you can do. It's just constantly throughout the day, reminding yourself of certain things because your subconscious will start to do it on autopilot. And it does take time. It's called doing the work for a reason. It's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to not take any time at all. It's work for a reason. I know that all of this might sound simple, but if you start implementing these things, even for two weeks, three weeks is even better, but even for two weeks, try it, 
try it and report back. Come back to the comments. Give other people here that testimony. I've given you mine. I'm telling you that it works. I've done these things. I've done the work. I've put it in. I'm still putting it in. I'm still putting in the work. I'm still doing the damn thing every day. And if not every day, every other day at the very least, I'm still doing it. And miracles are sprouting up everywhere in my life right now. So I encourage you to do it. I encourage you to come back. Tell us how it's going for you. If it's changed things for you, take what resonates and leave the rest. And lastly, I want to talk to you a little bit about a few books that I feel like have really helped me. I don't normally like to give book recommendations because what works for me may not always work for you. But if any of what I have said has resonated with you, these are the things that have really helped me. I'm going to link the books down below as well. If you want to get them for yourself, you will be able to. Uh, first two books, Jen Sincero, uh, You Are a Badass and You Are a Badass at Making Money. And she's coming out with a new book, this December, I found out it's available for pre-order right now, which if I can link it, I will. Um, it's available for pre-order and it's about like undoing your habits. So I'm really excited. I, her work, I've bought everything that she's ever done because I love her work so damn much and it has impacted me so positively. But I read her first book, You Are a Badass, after the death of my sister and it was a huge catalyst for my own spiritual growth and just really retraining myself to have myself value, to value myself and hold myself to my own standard instead of waiting for validation from others. Just, uh, just a really good book. And You Are a Badass at Making Money is like a really great follow-up to that about living your life rich, large, and in charge. And the next book I want to recommend, it comes from, the author is not Isabel Palacios. I can't remember who the author is, but it was a book recommended to me by Isabel Palacios in one of her videos. And it's called The Power. It is another book from the line of the secret series. And you don't have to read The Secret to read The Power. I've read them both. It, the Power was just really good. It's a lot of testimonies of law of attraction, and it does talk a little bit about limiting belief, and it was just a good read, and it's a really easy read. I read it in, like, one afternoon. Um, and the last book I want to talk about is uh, Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. And this book, I will never stop praising its name. Um, it's not for everyone because it definitely is written in a way that some people just don't like, but, and I've definitely been told that, that some people don't like the way that it's written, but this book was the book that really opened my eyes to standing up in my own authenticity and not being afraid to go out there and be who I am. And even when I am scared, getting up and doing it anyways. And I think that all of these books in tandem with the information that I gave you today are really going to set you on track to shift your life in a new and meaningful way. If that's something that you feel like you're looking for, especially right now, as the world is going through so much collectively, honestly, I feel like I am somebody that is here to pull up other light workers, to bring other light workers and way showers out of the shadows and to help people understand what their full potential is. And I don't know why I'm getting emotional about it, but apparently I am. You have such potential. You are such a beautiful human being. The fact that you are even here living and breathing is such a beautiful anomaly. Don't waste it. Listen to yourself. Open yourself up to believing in that badass person, that magical being of light that you are, because the world needs it. 
We need you. And if you feel, even me saying that, you feel called in some way, be open to that. And that's all I have for you today. I love you so much. Please don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Links down below. Book links down below. And I will catch you guys in the future. If you felt seen, heard, and understood by today's episode, please remember that this podcast is designed from a YouTube channel. Most, if not all of the episodes are actually audio from sit-down videos of mine on my YouTube channel that I have linked down below. Over there, you will find videos that range from tarot, these sit-down chats, and everything else that I believe will light you up from the inside out. This, my social media handles, and so much more are listed in the show notes below. Please never forget that when you stand up in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. I'll talk to you all next week. Mm